Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Untethering Shame podcast. I'm your host, Kira Wackett, and today we're diving into another one of our juicy solo episodes. Remember a few weeks ago when we were learning about shame and I dropped that term core beliefs? I know some of you are going to be like, wait a minute, we've talked about way too many things in the last few weeks for me to remember. Some of you have been chomping at the bit to go deeper. Essentially, core beliefs are our most profound stories, the anchor point to which all else is connected, namely our shame or the driving source for our shame narratives. These beliefs are a foundation for communication, self-esteem, shame, managing distress, time management, and more. What we believe to be true about ourselves is the theme in the book of our lives. And so to begin to understand and take control of writing our own story, we have to get down into the weeds of our innermost selves. So let's get comfy, turn off any distractions, and let's dive in. are is a combination of nature and nurture. We're born with certain traits that lay the foundation for who we are. Throughout our early childhood, we're further shaped and influenced by the experiences we have, both directly and indirectly. For a few lucky people, my guess is 0.000003% of the population, that combination leads them to believe that they're inherently good enough, lovable, and worthy simply by being born. They don't have to earn those feelings or feel pressure to succumb to others' expectations and cultural ideals. They might contribute to the world and be valuable assets in their communities, but they don't hang their worth on the assessment and judgment of others. Now, the rest of us, we drew the short straw. We believe we're not good enough, lovable, worthy, unless fill in the blank with some ridiculous rule and expectation. Unless we get the right grades, have the right job, say the right thing, choose the right life course. We believe we have to look, act, and feel a certain way to meet the external standards imposed upon and created around us. And by meeting those standards, we can secure our place, at least for the moment, in the world around us. Now, over time, these beliefs lead us to create a system of rules from which to operate. The things we need to or are supposed to do to be worthy or lovable. Rooted in negative self-talk and distorted views, we see ourselves as the problem in our narrative and constantly work to negate that feeling to secure our place in the world around us. We chase the grades, the friend groups and relationships, the college or job we're supposed to pick. We lose ourselves in the quest for approval from everyone but the one person that matters, ourselves. We anchor our worth and value to the response from others whether they like us, need us, see us as successful, etc., rather than learning to align with our values and trust in our inherent worth that exists in us simply by being human. And honestly, who could blame us? I mean, the pressure is pretty much insurmountable. Social media, cultural norms and hierarchy, fashion trends, implicit biases, even asking people the question, what do you do when you first meet them? It's so ingrained in us, it becomes automatic to focus on perpetually refining the bullet point list, showcasing our worth and value to others that we don't get the chance to ask ourselves, do I even care? Or better yet, is this really who I am or who I want to be or what I want to do? Now, this isn't to shame anyone. We're all victims and guilty of contributing to it. 
We have all said things that contributed to someone else's core beliefs and systems of rules. And many of us have existed on autopilot as it pertains to our own rules. Never getting the chance to see that our current reality doesn't have to be the reality we choose to live in. So as it turns out, what feels like a cultural or societal problem is just a compounding of a lot of people focused on the wrong anchor point, the world around us versus the person we are. Okay, now many of you are probably asking yourselves, why are these that important to talk about? Because too many of us are trying to, quote unquote, change our lives. We're buying the books, going to the seminars, listening to every podcast, selling buzzwords like authenticity, thrive in your life, live your best life. And oh, the list goes on without first understanding the issue at hand. So why is that a problem? Because too often people sell an external solution, a Band-Aid, if you will, to an internal wound. But without taking the time to understand it, what they're selling sounds amazing. But the problem isn't that you have to do more, be better, fix X. It's that you have to stop doing until you can be sure these actions are congruent with who you truly are and want to be rather than the you that exists as an extension of these core beliefs. We can't live a life we're excited about without first spending some time getting to know the deepest depths of ourselves, our world, and the root beliefs we hold about ourselves. We have to see the full picture before taking any action steps. Because without that, we're inevitably going to fall back into our old standby systems of rules. So let's consider for a second why we would do this. Because these rules in our mind are the only thing that prevents us from feeling constant shame and creating a connection with the world. It's not without dismantling these beliefs, both by learning about their origin and then slowly untethering ourselves from them, that we can begin to take actionable steps to live a truly authentic and full life. So now as we get to this point, the question becomes, okay, how do we do that? Well, the short answer is it takes a lot of work. Unlearning what has been building within us for decades can't be undone in one sitting. It takes work and commitment. And most importantly, it takes the willingness to move from judgment to curiosity. It takes opening the door to the room you have deep inside you that you've been harboring your anger, sadness, resentment, self-doubt, fear, shame, you name it. And not only facing it, but working through it to dismantle the power these feelings, memories, and experiences have had on you. It's true. Sometimes the payoff from following the rules of your core beliefs works, at least for a little bit. The rules of my eating disorder, chronic anxiety and perfectionism and pervasive shame got me amazing grades, top opportunities, attention, and everyone wanting to be around me all the time so that I could be everyone's best friend, their listener, their ad hoc therapist. I had a status that accompanied these accomplishments and it was sustainable, again, for a little while. But at what cost? All of my relationships were superficial. I kept everyone at an arm's length. I constantly worried about what others thought of me and made choices I felt like others wanted me to make, even when it didn't align with what I truly wanted. And I think I single-handedly kept the post-it note company in business with how many times a day I would write, rewrite, recalculate, and write again the food I could eat, at what times, the calories, all of the components that went deeply rooted in my disordered eating and body shame. But was everything about who I was motivated by a performance? No. And that's the hardest part of doing this work. There are parts of me that really care about my health. Now, I want to be clear, health and weight and shape are very different things. 
For those of you that haven't ever heard of Health at Every Size or any other inclusive model, check it out. But it gets tricky as you walk through the weeds of health and addiction or fixation. Challenging myself and leadership are two very important values to me. But does it really matter if I had over a 4.33 in high school or got a 4.0 all through grad school? No, it doesn't. In fact, none of this has made me a better therapist, artist, speaker, friend, or simply a human. What makes me better is what happens within the process of living within my values. The application and the exploration of how they flex and work together and in tandem with each other during difficult times of my life. It's more about being mindful and present within your life and embodying a message versus focusing on outcomes, goals, and externally motivated ideals. I love to work hard, but it's not that love that makes me feel anxious when I'm sick and I feel behind. It's my core belief telling me I'm only good enough if I'm always exceeding expectation. My core belief tells me that I'm only worthy if I get a response on social media or in other platforms where others reinforce my leadership skills, fill me with compliments, or even like a post. The reality is my skills and how I can affect the world are not dependent on any numerical data. It's what I offer in every interaction I have, the way I show up to my life and the ability I have to enact change. But again, walking the line between who we are, what we believe and value, and how our core beliefs have used that against us is tricky. And it reinforces my statement that doing this work and building genuine insight can't be done overnight. So where do we go from here? The answer is to slow down. I know you want action steps. You want me to get you through this. You want to get to the other side so you can feel better. You don't like this feeling. It's so overwhelming. Be patient. That's your shame. All rushing does is set you up to fall and fall hard. We need to find space for self-love and curiosity. We're all universally struggling with the belief that we're not inherently good enough. You're not alone in it. But the only way to rid ourselves of that feeling is to turn and face it head on and make peace with it. After all, your inner self was only doing what it thought it needed to do to protect you from being found out. It just wanted you to belong. So make space in your heart for forgiveness and reflection, not just for yourself, but for all the voices, experiences, people, and moments that instilled this belief in you in the first place. It serves no purpose to carry any animosity towards any of them. And as you move to a space of openness and forgiveness, take time to get to know the real you without the mask. Peel back the layers of performance past and present and see who the real you is, nurturing every beautiful imperfection, flaw, and insecurity. Focus on your being aspect, not your doing. From there, it's about anchoring to your internal self by uncovering and cultivating your values and intentions in life. For more information on where to go with this, keep coming back every week. We're going to continue down this journey to self-exploration and work on insight building and growth together. Now, before you go, be sure to send me a voice memo, an email, or drop me a communication on any platform that makes sense to you, letting me know what came up for you today. What's your next step in the process of owning, naming, facing, dismantling your core beliefs? And be sure to share this episode with someone you think is ready to and needs to hear everything we're talking about. Thank you so much for being here with me today. The more insight that we develop on these topics, the greater likelihood we can actually make meaningful and sustainable change in our lives and in the communities we're a part of. So remember, 
you have the right to author your own story. So let's go get that pen back together. 